Welcome to our Lead to Succeed podcast, where we share leadership and business growth insights, both from our own experiences and that of our guests. We're the hosts. I'm Rebecca Jenkins, founder of Argen, helping companies to grow by finding, gaining and growing the best clients. And I'm Callum, sharing my perspectives from both being an entrepreneur and working in a variety of different companies. Whether you lead a team or a business, you'll find practical tips, inspirational insights and ideas as we discuss a wide range of leadership topics. So with that, here's today's episode. So welcome everyone. Our guest today is Piers Mummery. So welcome Piers. You are the entrepreneur's coach and a board advisor. And you have lots of entrepreneurial experience yourself in terms of creating businesses and leadership. But you're an owner of PSO and you have three key principles for your business there. And those are around being authentic, creating inevitable outcomes. And I like this, making small changes for big impact. So welcome, Piers. Perhaps a brief intro from you directly. Yes, well, thank you, Rebecca, and I'm delighted to be here with Self and Callum, so thank you. And uh, yeah, I feel very honoured, actually. Um, so as you correctly say, I've been an entrepreneur um, for more, more years than I can care to remember, actually, I think it's 30-odd plus years. And I've been involved in so many different businesses, um, you know, with lots of different experiences and lots of different uh, stories. Um, and yeah, I, I just sometimes feel that that's sort of that journey I've been on. It's great to be able to share this with people and, you know, benefit maybe from a few grey hairs and some wisdom out there. So, um, yeah, and I think leadership is a great topic because it's, uh, you know, it's what, what one requires to sort of drive a business forward on different levels. So, um, yes, and those three areas I coach around, um, I think, maybe should I sort of tell you my story first and sort of a bit of background as to how I've sort of ended up where I am today? Yeah, it'd also be good to get a bit of an insight into your energy, what we chatted about, about energy. That would be, I think, fascinating to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think, so my, my background, I, I sort of um, have always, I've been in sales and marketing for many years. So I have sort of been involved in selling of mobile phones, life insurance, um, telecoms, technology, photocopiers, you know, and then I fell into the marketing world uh, in my early 20s. So I've been a sales and marketeer probably for all of my career. Um, I've always been a very driven individual, so I've always been curious about things um, and I pushed myself very hard. And um, so I started my first business when I was 24. And what I kind of realized that, you know, life will throw all sorts of challenges at, at you. Um, at the end of the day, it's about you taking responsibility for yourself um, and leading yourself to wherever you want to go. Um, people often hear about, you know, people, you're not you're responsible for your happiness um, and equally your unhappiness too. And with that responsibility comes a sort of um, almost a requirement to lead yourself where you want to go. So some basic tenets about goal setting, about having the energy and the drive to get to where you want to get to, um, are both very important facets of, you know, driving yourself to success. And ultimately, it's down to yourself, you know, so lead yourself first, and then you can lead others. So um, I, as a, my kind of sum total of my experiences sort of um, really has come about uh, for me with my, my coaching business, which I thoroughly enjoy. So it's an opportunity to work with other people and share some of the benefits of what I've been through and help people coach them on their own journeys. And I think those three threads you mentioned at the beginning there about authenticity, inevitable outcomes and small changes, um, they're they're sort of three core principles that I apply to myself. 
Um, I think one of the most important parts of leadership is being authentic. So true leadership comes from within. You know, if you can look yourself in the mirror and say, this is who I am, this is what I do, I'm really happy with that because I'm serving myself well, it gives you great strength and confidence to be so, you know, uh, that self-esteem is there because you feel good about yourself. So that first part about you know, being authentic is very true because what I've observed and what I've experienced is when you work in organizations um, outside of running your own business, we're very much left brain um, controlled. So things you can do, can't do, should do, must do, you know, it's that sort of level of coercion, if you like, um, in terms of how businesses operate. Um, more often than not, if those don't do support your own personal values, um, you're automatically going to be at conflict. Because if your boss says to you, I want you to do this, this and this, and you don't really agree with that, but you're not allowed to speak up and do your own thing, straight away you're at a conflict internally which is why you see so many people um, who are unhappy at work because they're overworked, they're stressed, uh, they don't feel fulfilled, they don't have a sense of purpose. Um, and that's because they're not being true to themselves. You know, so what I try and f figure out in my world is to try and help people move from their heads to their hearts. So sort of heart leadership rather than head leadership. Heart leadership is all about living to your values. Um, it's about you know, what serves you well. Um, and I think the energy that creates inside you, you know, if it's authentic, is, is unstoppable. It's a very powerful force. Um, I like to sort of say to people that, you know, that the heart, you know, as part of your own leadership, is such a powerful organ. It's the only organ in the body that actually can't get cancer. It shows you how powerful the heart actually is. Every other organ can be destroyed, but the heart can't. So if you're really heartfelt about something, and it's that gut feel, it's really deep inside you. That's going to drive your opportunity to lead yourself and others you know, enormously. So I focus all around authenticity, um, you know, just really knowing yourself and knowing what you're capable of. The second part is um, the, the idea of um, creating inevitable goals. So again, if you're being true to yourself, you know what you want. And if you're fortunate enough to find your purpose in life and find your why, as people talk about, um, then it's about saying, right, it becomes inevitable. So just like your birthday, um, it's a date, it's going to happen, you can't stop it. Why would you not make your goals inevitable as well? So I'm very much focused on saying, if you serve yourself well, find the things you want to do and just go make them happen. There's no reason why they can't, because you're being true to yourself. And the third area, and I found this is, you know, we're all born with a certain set of um, abilities and capabilities. Um, and I think to myself, why would I try and change myself and be something I'm not? So I'm not really interested in deconstructing and reconstructing myself into a new person. Some people do, but by and large, I want to focus on my strengths. You know, I know my, what my weaknesses are. I'm not really that interested in trying to you know, overcome all my weaknesses. I'd far rather build on my strengths because that's core to me. And when you do that, um, you find just the little things you can, can uh, do make a huge difference over time. You know, I'm not suddenly going to wake up in the morning and become a different person um, and suddenly do things completely differently and expect that to work. It's the little things, the habits that you create. There's a great book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I'd recommend anyone to read it if you haven't read it. Um, it's, a, it's a really good book. And it talks about small changes, you know, little things you do to create habits. Um, good analogy is go to the gym, for example. You don't walk into the gym and suddenly lift weights and expect to be fit, healthy, muscly. No, it's that repetition over, over time. And the same thing in business, make things that you do, little changes, 
but they will eventually create a big impact. So that sort of principle is where I've sort of come from in terms of coaching. Um, and Piers, then, of course, sorry. Sorry, Piers, do you think these are key principles that make an individual a great leader? They can do. Absolutely. I think they support it. Um, there are so many different um, forms of leadership. Um, but I think if we look at this in the context of leading a business and um, ultimately leading a business for me is about responsibility. So you may not be, um, you can't do everything yourself, but actually having the responsibility and the accountability for everyone around you and your team, that's a very big part of it. I think also recognizing empathy, you know, understanding how people operate is a very key principle as well. But all of these things are about, you know, for me, it's about just being true to yourself. You know, once you're already comfortable in your own skin, once you've found something that really moves you and shifts you, the leadership becomes very easy because you care about it. You know, you, you bring people around you on that journey that you know, see what you see. They have, they share the same passion, the same, share the same enthusiasm. And you care and respect people like that. So I think, to me, they're all sort of pins that underpin the whole thing. So good leadership to me is about, you know, responsibility, about empathy. Um, it's about having courage, of course. Um, you know, it's about having huge resilience, um, you know, showing people you, what you can do, um, inspiring people. So there are lots of facets to great leadership. Um, but for me, it starts with being inside yourself, look inside you. And, and if, that, if that's right, everything else becomes a lot easier. Yes, that was a, an awesome intro. Thanks very much. I think we've already covered a <laughs> covered a bunch of content now already in the first few minutes. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And there was a there was a couple of things I wanted to touch upon there, which you which you mentioned in the intro. Um, you said about this like this heartfelt leadership and kind of living in, in alignment with your values, which I very much agree with. And you talk about leading yourself and sort of taking responsibility and, and challenges that come your way and things like that. Um, you mentioned that if you know, let's say you're trying to live in line with your values, and you have like a, a boss or maybe someone in your team, if you're an entrepreneur, that perhaps you know, ask you to do something which you feel doesn't kind of align with, with what it is you want to focus on. And whether that's you're working in a team, a company, or perhaps it's your team with, with your own business. How do you think you can overcome that challenge when you, you've got an idea of, of what it is you might want to do or the direction you want to go in, but you don't necessarily have the support from, from other members in your team? How do you think you can kind of overcome that? It's a great question. Um, you can't force someone to do something they want to do. Um, with any sustainability mm. so I think it really comes down to comes back to that thing about being authentic you know if somebody really wants to do something they're going to do it so creating the environment that enables someone to do that I think is really around inspiration so inspiring people around you to show them what's possible so long as it aligns to what they, they believe as well um, so I often say with me my coaching work you know you, you can't coach someone who doesn't want to be coached fact you know, you can't force it. So I, I think, you know, oftentimes there's a great saying, I think it's something like a good manager gets you to do the things you don't want to do. Um, being a good leader is getting you to do the things you know you could do. And I think the difference is inspiration within that. Does that make sense? That, that does make sense. Yeah, I think it's a bit like, um, I guess to some extent what you're going back with at the start, where it's, it's getting you to, to be your best self is leading from within kind of, and you said making those small changes every day to which kind of over time lead to that big result. And then, you know, being able to do those things, which you know, you, you probably could, you could do. Yeah. I mean, so one of the, one of the things I also, when I, when I do what's called core energy coaching mm -hmm. and um, core energy coaching is 
a little less of the rah-rah cheerleading stuff. Um, there's a time and a place for that, but it's more about going into um, deep in yourself and actually looking at what drives you and having an awareness about yourself. So in the, so I've, I've been sort of an ICF accredited um, school called IPAC, and we talk about energy leadership um, in the sense of leadership is not just about leading other people, it's about leading yourself. The more aware you are of yourself, um, the easier the world becomes. So understanding how you respond to things. So recognizing the difference between a reaction and a response. You know, one, one is different to the other. All too often we tend to react to things and those reactions are based on our own sort of thoughts and our own values and feelings. But having a sort of considered response to something can drive a better action. So when we coach um, at IPEC, we, we coach through these sort of seven levels of, of um, energy leadership, as we call it. And it really falls into two parts. So part one is what's called catabolic energy, which is a sort of destructive, debilitating, uh, draining force. And the other is anabolic energy, um, which is constructive and growing and a sort of building up force. When you recognize how you respond to situations catabolically or anabolically, you can really direct your own leadership and you can lead yourself through things. So for example, um, in catabolic energy, we typically have two different levels. We have what's called a victim and a fighter. So the victim mentality is people who say, oh, it's always happened to me. It's a you know, feeling of doubt and overwhelm and worry and guilt and the fear around things. And that doesn't really serve any purpose in terms of trying to go forward and lead yourself. It can protect you potentially, but it won't take you forwards. On the other hand, if you use um, the second level of energy, which is a sort of conflict mentality, um, which we call level two, that's often where there's a sort of combative self-protection, you know, sort of uh, a resentment and a blame thought. And you can get a bit of action taken with that, but often it's driven out of a sense of anger and frustration. And the sort of actions are therefore quite defiant and coercive. In both of those scenarios, there are sort of typically the victim is one that I lose, uh, whereas the fighter is, I'm going to win, you're going to lose. But it's that win or lose. A lot of judgment placed on that. I find if you try and lead yourself through life using those sort of mentalities, and we've all met people who have that sort of constant victim and fighting, they're angry and they're frustrated with things, it's not really sustainable or contributing to something good. Um, having that awareness is a really key part of it. When you move into anabolic energy, you can go up the spectrum. There's another five levels of energy which move into being responsible and showing concern for people and supporting them, as well as sort of reconciling and then moving into being in the zone. And it's a lot less, uh, less judgmental, but with much greater awareness. And the easiest way I try and explain to people is that when you go through your life, we all see things through a lens because we've all been brought up with judgments. And this sort of duality of life, whether some things are right, wrong, good, bad, up, down, back, front, everything seems to have two sides to it. But if you go through your life with that sort of level of judgment, you know, I think something's right or something's wrong, you're missing out on huge potential. So if you see the world through a blue lens, you'll see blue. If you see the world through a red lens, you'll see red. But imagine if you took those lenses away, what would you see? You see greater potential and greater possibility. So from a the way you lead yourself through that, having greater awareness with less judgment gives you greater possibility. So you see this a lot in entrepreneurs. Um, entrepreneurs typically have that inspirational excitement and you know, everything's possible, they're very solution orientated. And that's because they're removing the judgments, what can be done or can't be done. 
but you're saying everything is possible. So it's exploring. And I think that's a great way to lead one's life is, is to do that because that creates inspiration. Have there been times in your life, Piers, where you've learned about shifting from a catabolic state to an anab anabolic energy state where you have faced challenges in your life and you realise that perhaps you were reacting in the wrong way and learning to shift that opened up new opportunities for you? Oh, very much so, Rebecca. I, you know, and again, I think in the, it's probably in latter years of business where you have that reflection. And I, oftentimes catabolic energy shows up under stress or pressure. And we've all experienced stress and we've all experienced pressure, and particularly in business. And I've seen myself many, many times where I've been faced with a very challenging situation. And oftentimes I've been through this, you know, my, my automatic response has been to fly off the handle at something because I'm angry and frustrated and blaming and it's somebody else's fault. And oh my God. And of course, you know, I went through a stage in one of my business being called Purple Peers because I used to go purple in the face with just sheer <laughs> frustration and anger. But I think what I've learned is now having the awareness of how my energy shows up in myself, anabolically and catabolically, I, I kind of make a conscious choice. And having that conscious awareness has enabled me to reframe things. So I look at something in the sense of rather than reacting to it, how can I respond to it? So how do I see this as, a, as an opportunity, as a, as a challenge or a piece of pressure? It doesn't, you can't do with everything. Now, I'm, not, I'm not advocating you go out in, you know, and try and defy logic because that sometimes can't be done. But more often than not, there's, there's other ways of looking at things. So when something goes wrong, okay, acknowledge that something's gone wrong, uh, reframe and think of the solutions. Don't think about you know, crying over spilt milk and getting angry and whose fault it was and, you know, and think about what we can do to reposition this, um, how we can um, make sure it doesn't happen again, put some prevention measures in, um, and how we can get through a solution. Um, sometimes that's very difficult. And I can tell you, you know, when I've been on businesses, I've been up against cash flow, you know, no amount of positive thinking to put more money in the bank. It's just one of those things you've got to deal with. Um, so yeah, I think actually, I've, I've certainly found myself um, reframing things is probably a very big part of that. Sorry, can you go? When what advice would you, practical advice would you give to business leaders, people running their own business, business owners who are maybe facing some very challenging moments? What practical advice would you give them to be in a more um, anabolic state, be able to deal with that stress, anxiety, and those pressures? Mm. Uh... There's no, I don't think there's, there's no magic bullet here. Um, no. but, I, but I think fundamentally it really comes down to that thing about um, having the awareness and how you want to reframe, how you want to think about it and reframe it. So when a situation comes at you, um, perhaps consider that whoever said it was going to be easy. That's number, number one, that could be a thought process to apply to it. You know, if being an entrepreneur and being a successful um, business person was easy, then everyone would do it. It's not designed to be easy necessarily. It's designed to have those challenges. You know, that Japanese proverb about God will knock you down seven times to make sure that you get up eight times. You know, building of resilience and building of resistance in, in people is a very core part of being an entrepreneur and a business leader. So I always think when something happens to me, it's happened for a reason. 
it's meant to be. It's there to test my resolve. Um, and it's designed to show me that I can overcome that because you are actually capable of overcoming pretty much most challenges in life. You know, we say the two things that are most certain in life is death and tax. And absolutely true. So, you know, if you're dealing with a, with a pressure thing, first of all, just consider that it's not supposed to be easy. I then also think, um, just look at the outcomes. Okay, and, and oftentimes what we do as people, we tend to look in three states. We look in the past, the present, and the future. The future is filled often with worry and anxiety and you know, almost things, what the scenario, what could be, might be. That's a, quite a challenging place to be because if you're in a, a pressure situation, we often think about, oh my God, this could happen. Oh my God, that could happen. And you just fuel yourself. Equally, when you look in the past, um, you know, people live with regrets and there's a sort of um, bitterness or a bit of criticism or some guilt. Um, often a lot of blame comes on as well. When you look at the past, there's nothing you can do about it. It is what it is. So, you know, if, if your building collapses, you know, what can you do about that? There's no point in blaming somebody. Um, the, 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 the place to be is right here in the present, right here, right now. So what can you do now? So the first thing is to acknowledge, you know, to see, you know, acknowledge what's happened. Um, don't worry about blaming it. Um, just take responsibility for it and say, right, okay, this might not be ideal, but I'm going to own this. Um, if you've got a team of people around you, show them that you're going to take responsibility and you're going to lead them through this. Show yourself you're going to do that as well. There is a solution to everything. And I think when you start to think about how you can reframe that, and then become solution focused, the pressure starts to dissipate, the stresses start to go away, and then the, the potential and possibilities show up. And that's when you can start to take action. So it's almost like trying to take a measured, considered response in, based on where you are right now. Um, be calm, it is what it is. Very practical steps, Piers, which very sensible and as you say can just kind of push the stress over there and away you just focus on the here and now so yeah i like that yeah i i, I will also preface all that by saying this is very easy to say yeah, yeah. true <laughs> true <laughs> difficult I, when you're in you're in the uh of it all yeah I mean, uh, there's a quote by um mike tyson the boxer which i love he said everyone's got a game plan until you get punched in the face <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a great that's a great saying <laughs> Great quotes. Piers, I find all this really interesting. You know, the, the, your kind of like emphasis on like being able to, to lead yourself and have this like mindset of being quite calm and, and for lack of a better word, like relaxed towards problems and things like that that come, that come your way. Um, it's been really interesting to hear your perspective on, on that side of things. Um, and a similar question to what, what Mum just asked. Rather than having this kind of mindset as and when problems occur, how do you think people can like start to think in that way, kind of removing the filters, removing the lenses? just from day one, like not, not waiting until like a problem comes up. Do you think that's sort of to do with like meditation, changing the way you, you just sort of like have your mindset or is it through things like self-improvement? You know, one of our other guests was talking about sort of um, constantly developing yourself and, and things like that. So what sort of ways do you think, perhaps with the, the, uh, the clients that you work with, how do you coach um, your clients to sort of take on this more kind of, I guess, holistic or sort of open-minded um, yeah, a great question, actually, Callum. And I, and I think uh, there's, there's a few things, but what, what immediately comes up for me in that is one of goals. You know? sure. So um, 
if you set yourself, and, I, and I'm talking about you know, more broad directional goals, so you know, not so I will have this by the time I'm that. You know, just think about where you want to be. So goals will play a big part of that. And then whatever's happening in your life, you think about, is that serving me towards my purpose and my goal? Um, uh, yeah, yes, I, I also think just to support that process, um, yeah, there's been, you've probably heard of manifest thinking and the laws of attraction. Yeah, you are what you think and you are what you become. Yeah, your mental and physiological state um, play a big part in that. But once you've got that goals waiting for, once you've got that direction where you're knowing where you want to be, um, having that focus, you know, makes it is a big, big part of that, and just believing it and just working yourself towards it. So I think meditation is a great way to just release the pressure mentally, just calms the mind. You know, and I, that is a great thing. I, I love meditation, um, but it's about taking action towards a goal. That's really what's going to drive you towards something. I think I, I love that uh, that line you just used there. Like you know, each thought either takes you towards a goal or kind of away from it. I think I think by the signs of it, we've all probably read some fairly similar books. So there was one I heard that line in a book by Andy Shaw. I'm not sure mm -hmm. if you read it, Bug Free Mind, no. and that was one of the key things but, that stuck for me from that book. Well, you know, it's, it's the basic principle. I think of the Freud version, you can you know, fight or flight. You know, so yeah. as a species, we are uh, drawn towards pleasure and we're driven away from pain. You know, both of those are goals in a way. Now, one's a negative goal or a reverse goal, the other's a positive goal. But you've got to understand, you know, where you want to be drawn to, what you want to get away from. Um, that will force you into taking action. But I think action is probably one of the most important parts. You know, just thinking something is great, but then actually doing something about that is, is a whole different ballgame. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks, Bruce. I think as we as we draw to a close, um, I think you've shared like a, a lot of like really valuable content in this podcast and definitely had like a slightly different perspective to some of the other guests that we've had on. So if I could just ask you for sort of like three key pieces of advice that uh, someone who's aspiring to be a leader or already in a leadership position could take on, whether that's, you know, they're, they're a leader in a team within a business or maybe they're an entrepreneur uh, leading their own team in their own business. What sort of, aside from kind of what we talked about or perhaps consolidating that into, into three key points, would you have anything to sort of share in that regard? Yeah, I think I would actually. I, I'm, I'm quite simple. Sorry, let me rephrase that. I'm sure you would have something to share. No, no, no. I've, absolutely. <laughs> what, what, what three points are they? I mean, I, I've always, <laughs> I'm fairly simple. Um, and I think it really comes to know where you're going. Yep. Work, work hard and be nice. I think those yeah. are three pretty damn good points. Yeah, it's funny, actually. I, I do think the, um, assuming you know where you're going, but work hard, be nice. Every single thing that I've mentioned here, I think all relates back to that. Now, that's not necessarily being, I'm talking about working hard in terms of physical work in the office or in a business or, you know, whatever you do. But I'm just talking, anything you put, you put your energy into, just do it with every ounce of passion you've got, whether that's children, whether that's work, whether it's cooking, whether it's sports, no matter what it is, work hard at it. Because hard work pays off. I know that because, you know, I, I work hard and I put my best into absolutely everything I can do. So I absolutely encourage everyone, just work as hard as you possibly can at anything you do in life. The concept of being nice is just treat others how you want to be treated yourself. Pretty simple. I mean, you know, there's no, no, nothing scientific in that. You know, we're a social species, so let's be social. It'd be nice to help people. You know, I always say, again, simple view. If everyone gave, by default, everyone would receive. So go through your life being a giver. Just give, 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 and people will receive. And know roughly where you're going, you know. And, and when I say that, I take in the broadest context, I, you know, expression I, I love is a person facing east looking for a sunset won't find it. You know, just know the rough direction of where you want to go 
and then just work hard at it and be nice to people along the way. Well, that resonates with me for sure. Kindness is important in leadership and uh, it picks on your point, being nice, being kind, similar kind of ethos, really. Absolutely. Likewise. We are going to just wrap up with a final question, which you're not expecting. So this is to <laughs> add a little bit of a <laughs> Oops. We were very fortunate to have Tom Peters um, on our podcast recently. Now, you may well remember Tom Peters. His first book was In Search of Excellence. And he has a new book out called, um, it's about the human dynamic in leadership. And he is saying that women make better leaders than men. What's your view on that? I don't classify leaders as male or female. I just classify them as leaders. I think you have better leaders and not, you know, you're good, bad, and different. Um, I, I must, I, sorry. Go on. I must say, he says on average, if I, if I miss that bit out, he'll, <laughs> he'll, he'll remind me, yes, on average, he's saying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, th I think I would probably say um, if if you were to classify a trait um, within females being of a higher emotional intelligence because of the natural maternal instinct of a mother versus a father. And it goes back to the hunter gatherer mentality. You know, right back in caveman days, a man goes out with a spear and he kills an animal, drags it back to the cave you know, and a woman will go out and she'll harvest and protect and make the nest. You know, I know that's a very basic thing, but I think if you have somebody who, um, as a person, has a higher level of emotional intelligence, they see more, they're more protective in, in the sense of, you know, um, I think just overall well-being. And if a female has more of that than a male, then I think they make, would be a better leader, yes, because leadership has changed significantly in the last sort of, 20, 30 years. And the most fundamental sort of changes have been less hierarchical, wall-to-wall thinking, so it's less dictatorial and authoritative, to much more collaborative, supportive and rounded, because we get more out of people. So I think if that was a sort of, um, you know, men are sort of direct and blunt and driven and focused, whereas females tend to be more rounded, holistic, collaborative, then I think if, if out of the two of those scenarios i think the latter is makes better for leadership today which probably by default means more females possess those qualities than men but i think you know put all that aside i think ultimately it's not necessary whether it's a female or a male i think leadership is leadership and i think modern leadership requires you to have all of those skills thank you very much piers we've really enjoyed having you on the, on the cast and enjoyed all the inspiration and insights that you've provided so thank you very much indeed for that sure well think, thank you guys yeah no absolutely cheers Piers. and i think before we wrap up is there anything that you would like to share with our audience is there anything that you're working on at the moment or any announcements you have coming up or, or anything that you would like to, to share um yeah I, that's probably two quick thoughts i have one is you know a, a saying by oscar wilde which i love which is be yourself because everybody else is taken you know and just go and be you okay and be the very best version of yourself i think you said that earlier rebecca just be the best version of yourself will be number one and that a philosophy which i as an entrepreneur um i live by and i instill my children is go through your life saying i'm glad i did as opposed to i wish i had have no regrets 
you know we're here for a very short space of time you know if you if you just look at the spectrum of how long homo sapiens be on the earth and how long three of us are going to be on this earth it's so infinitesimally small so have fun enjoy do everything be everything and just have a wonderful experience of life that's uh two two great quotes to end on <laughs> good <laughs> So yeah, with that, Piers, thank, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been a real pleasure. And um, yeah, absolutely, I loved it. Really good, actually. It's great. I, I feel quite inspired to go and now take action and do something. So yeah, <laughs> likewise. Awesome. I guess that's what we're going for. So yeah, thank you very much. Cheers, Piers. Good. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear how this podcast has impacted your leadership. And if any of these concepts resonate with you and you'd like to find out more about leadership and business growth, go to the RGM website, rjen.co.uk.